Welcome to the Stop, Drop, and Glow podcast, navigating life and wellness to achieve the ultimate glow up. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diana. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of the Stop, Drop, and Glow podcast. Today I am sitting down with By Jaws of Boston. The local hair braiding celebrity. Hey. <laughs> Say hello. Hi, everyone. What's up? What's up? What's up? So I have deemed uh, Jaws as my curly girl and my braider girl. <laughs> <laughs> because every time, literally, I come over to her chair, I walk out of here feeling fabulous, number hey. one. And number two, like, I'd be walking down the street and people were like, I love your hair. I love it. And I'm like, oh, thanks. The other day, actually, I live in a building. <laughs> the front desk girl is like, I love your braids. And I'm like, thanks. And then she's like, did you do it yourself? And I'm like, no, 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 I got it done by this girl in Boston. She's like, bye, Joss. I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was like, how did you know? She's like, well, I follow her on Instagram. I'm going to book her. I'm like, do it and tell her I sent you. Oh, my so, God. <laughs> literally, the world is getting smaller and smaller because either they're stopping me and asking me where I got it done or they already work. know the yeah. work. So I think that's really awesome and special about you. Yeah. So welcome Thank on. You. Thanks for joining me. Like you guys understand how busy Bijaz is. Um, like really busy. <laughs> she's gonna throw in like what she's doing after this podcast because <laughs> she is crazy. Um, but I'll give you the floor. I'll let you introduce yourself and tell cool. us a little bit about yourself. Yay! Well, thank you for having me. First off, um, Elizabeth's amazing, y'all. Check her out on a regular. But um, so yeah, so my name's Jocelyn. I go by Jaws. Um, I'm a Boston-based braider slash hairdresser. Um, hair goddess. Yes. Along the <laughs> lines. That's the goal. That's the end goal. But um, yeah, I've been doing hair on and off for the last 15 years. Um, both my parents are hairdressers, so that's kind of how I got into it. Um, overall, kind of like always did it as a side hustle. Did it throughout high school. Got laid off. Yeah. Did it. The whole nine. Um, and about five years ago, I got laid off my job and I was just like, what am I going to do that I can have a flexible schedule? I can still make the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I know that I'm going to love because we work doing things. We work and we do things all the time that we don't love. So might as well find something that it's a happy medium. And, um, just one thing led to another and I ended up working out of a barbershop part-time doing braids. Yeah. And then I got inspired enough and I was like, this isn't enough for me. I want more. Um, I ended up going to beauty school and the rest was history. Yeah. And here I am today. Here you are. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's a fun story. I yeah. like that. Um, can you tell us a little bit about before you got into hair? Yep. I know you used to do dancing. Yes. Dancing yes, 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 like yes, a yes. B-girl. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. <laughs> so, okay. So basically on and off doing hair the last 15 years, Um, A big part was because I was dancing professionally trained um, and I did a lot of underground dancing, Mm -hmm. which uh, the majority of it was like uh, hip hop, break dancing, popping, locking, that type of thing. Um, And I started off with a group called United Roots. I was about 15 years old when I started. So definitely like middle school, high school was braiding, doing these little things here and there. But I always did it for fun. But definitely Mm -hmm. my first passion was dancing, Um, was able to travel the world, meet people from all over, had a full on contract. Uh, with different companies, oh, intense. yeah, agencies, the whole nine. Like when I say like that, guys, I was like, I'm gonna be a dancer and I'm gonna travel the world, and that's like my fairy tale. Wow. I was like, never had goals of being a hairdresser. Uh, never thought that it was ever gonna be a job. Like nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, loved what I did, and then um, about six years ago, I had a freak accident. I literally dislocated my shoulder the day okay. before a huge, huge, important like event. Yeah. Um, 
and it took forever to go through recovery. So it took me about 18 months to go through therapy and they mm-hmm. still wanted to like do uh, surgery. Yeah. And I was so scared. And I was like, hell no, we're not going to do this. But it just set, you know, it set in stone that I was just like, you know, what can I do that yeah. I'm still good at? And, you know, it's still going to make me happy. So that's when hair came to play. But yeah. definitely like dancing was a huge part of my life. I used to train five days a week, yeah. six hours a day. The whole nine, yeah. Imagine I'm five, five seven, yeah. and I used to weigh like one ten, one fifteen. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it was pretty crazy, and I always fluctuated in weight because like off, uh, during off seasons, I eat whatever I wanted, yeah. and then when it was time to train for like a showcase or an exhibition yeah. battle, like that's what I did. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so I lived in California, I lived in different places of the world, and then um, wind up being part of a crew here in Boston called Flow Lords. Okay. They've been around for like 38, 39 years. Okay. Um. At the time, I was the only female for a little bit and the owner's wife also Colleen she was in it mm-hmm. um, but we were the only two girls in the crew uh, that was one of the crews here and then we were part of another crew called Funk Phenomenon they were on um, I think America's Best Dance Crew yeah, was yeah. dancing with them for a little bit um, danced with this other agency in New York called 360 Full Circle yeah. so was very blessed to like be able to like dip my feet in it and yeah. like I live with no regrets I totally like till this day a lot of my really really good friends um, are from that era and a lot of my best friends still till this day are from that era as well yeah. so i just carry that lifestyle and that mentality of like hustle 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 now into like what i do with hair wow yeah. i have no idea that was like that yeah intense for yeah me. wow yeah and that's really cool because i feel like like you said it shapes so many like nice friendships and like yeah almost like i feel like the way you explain it is kind of like a family like yes you guys spend so much time on the road and stuff. yeah so like one of the best things one of the best um like advices that I ever got from one of my really good friends was, you know, he had probably 10, 15 years longer in the in you know, the, the industry longer than I did. And he just always used to say, you know, at the end of the day, the experiences are great, but what you walk away with are the friendships and the experiences. Mm-hmm. So I just, I knew that while I was doing it, I just tried to do the best I can. And like, it's amazing how nowadays the majority of my really good friends, like from that scene still come in and get their hair done by yeah. me or like, uh, a lot of my friends from like when I used to dance that are now married, I've done their weddings yeah. and all these things. So it's kind of become full circle. I was like, oh, this is such an honor that like, yeah. even though I've t- changed industries, like that still follows, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And is that, that era, I like that you called it the era. Yeah. <laughs> is that era of your life where the name Jaws? Yes. Kind of. So, was, yeah. Was so as dancers, you get nicknames, like just yeah. like anything, like you get nicknames yeah. and everything, but definitely as dancers, especially with, I was a B girl. B girl means break dancing girl. Yeah. Um, and basically coming from that, that and, and I say era because it was a chapter in my yeah, life. Chapter, yeah. Um, but definitely like, um, I used to be like very calm, cool and collective and embarrassingly shy. So dancing yeah. actually helped me a lot with like being able to speak out and be able to stand up and like be comfortable around people. Other than that, I would have been like so antisocial, but, um, being, being that, like I used to be very quiet during like rehearsals and practices and competitions. But then when it was time to like perform, I like, people were like, where the hell did all that energy and performance come from? So I remember one of my mentors, Jeannie was just like, yo, you're like a shark. Like you're mad, calm, cool and collective. But when it's time to attack, you just fuck shit up. So I was just like, all right, cool. And it kind of like for a while, I was like, I hate that name. Don't call me that. But I've been being called that since I was 15. So I'm like, I'm about to be 30 next month. That's 15 years of like, you know, just doing it. So I'm just like, yeah, I guess it is. And then um, I've always said like, I'm true to who I am. I I, I always want to make sure that like, just because I'm doing something different doesn't mean I have to be different. It's just yeah. adding to my arsenal, you know? Yeah. Um, and I carried it over. Everyone's like, Jaws, Jaws. My mom calls me Jaws at yeah. this point. You know what I mean? So um, 
as a hairdresser now, I just carry it over, you know? Yeah. And it's a unique name. And I originally, when I like discovered your page, yeah. I was like, oh, it's a play on Jocelyn. Like, yep. Josh is so clever. <laughs> and, and <laughs> so it's so funny to hear like the real story. Yeah. Well, it's it. cool because people think that when I say Jaws at first, because they're not hearing the full pronunciation, they're like Joss, J-O-S. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, if, if that works for you, cool, you know? So I always have to be like, no, Jaws, like the shark. And they're like, Oh. Mind blown. <laughs> and what I loved about it was like it's very unisex like nobody knows what yeah. the hell they're getting when they see the name Jaws on a paper yeah. you know That's and true. then I definitely wanted to play off the word by Jaws because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be like everyone and just be like here by so and so or yeah. whatever I didn't want to be put in a box as a dancer I didn't want to be put on a box so I mm-hmm. wanted to carry that over you know yeah I like that wow that was just so much history yeah like depth. I love it yeah man um can you tell the listeners a little bit about like what you what you throw down here at the shop actually by the way guys we're sitting like at her station <laughs> like we should have just done this live yeah we should have the gram we probably should we're at her station we got the little tin cart where she puts her hair <laughs> her hair dye for her we're clients. keeping it real real um so we're immersed in the experience right now but um, I wanted you to share a little bit about like the array of services you offer. Um, cool. So if anyone's listening, you know, they want to come check you out. They can yes, learn yes, about yes, you. Yes, 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 yes. No. Um, yeah. So basically, again, I started off as a braider. Um, but just going to school and just being around like amazing stylists and all that stuff. I've kind of, um, you know, the more you know, the more money in your pocket. For so sure. for sure for me, it started off because of the demand with my clients. Mm-hmm. I was just braiding. And I was getting a lot of clients that were experiencing like hair growth and healthier hair mm-hmm. um, with their hair. And they were just like, hey, like, what do you think about this? Hey, I heard about this disease. Is this what you think my scalp has? Or, hey, my hair is breaking. Like, what do you think? And I really couldn't answer the questions. This is like maybe six years ago. I was just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, not until I went to beauty school and all those mm-hmm. things. I was just like, I became more informative about it. Yeah. And then based off that, I was just like, you know what? My clients are in demand for certain things. Mm-hmm. And if that's what my clients need, then I have to learn that. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of, I think a lot of hairdressers are always focused on, I just have to add this to my arsenal. I add it because there's a need. Yeah. Um, so here in the shop, I, again, before working here, I was just doing braids, but now here being in the shop, I, I provide braiding, um, protective styles, hair care. We do extensions, color cutting, um, you name it, we pretty much do it. And I'm, I've always been a very honest stylist. Um, if there's something I don't do, I always recommend a friend yeah. or someone that I know that would provide the same type of quality. But for sure, like, um, I think as a stylist, the last thing you want to do, like the, it feels, you feel like crap when you have a, sty- a person sitting in your chair and they're like, I need this. And you're like, I can't do it. Yeah. It just sucks. And it's not that you're like saying it and it, we're not going to be great at everything. But I just think that, like, it just sucks. So I'm like, if I can prepare myself every single day and just, like, learn more and just be more proactive with my my education as a hairdresser, then yeah. I can provide everything else. So definitely, like, um, you name it, we do it. Yeah. And if yeah. I don't do it, there's somebody in my shop that does it. There's 17 of us here. Yeah. So everybody specializes in something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I wanted to touch upon, you said, the demand of your clients. Yeah. <laughs> I already have anxiety. Uh, I literally have to put (laughs) I have to put an alert on my phone. Uh, Jaws only opens her calendar once a month for the the month that's arising. Yep. The next month. Yep. (laughs) So I literally have to like when I know I want to go see her, I have to put an alert and I do not play games. Yep. Put an alert thirty minutes and when it's time. What is the time? 10 a.m. Yep. 10 a.m. on the twentieth of that month. Oh my god. You have to go and book. So. 
Hard to admit is really high. Do you want to talk a little bit about? Yeah, I had to breathe real quick. I totally had to breathe before I even answered that question. I'm like, listen, no, you're fine. fine." (laughs) I'm like, this is like picking out a scar (laughs) ten times and like not letting it heal. Um, Yeah, for sure. So like, so again, the the more you know, the more money in your pocket, which is awesome. But I'm I'm a true believer that you should never compensate the work Mm -hmm. because people want the service. You get what I mean? If there's no time for it and you know that you're going to compromise and half step it, Mm -hmm. then there's no point to it. So I've just learned from trial and error, like before working in the current shop I'm at, I used to just, I used to spend two to three hours every day working on through Texas, booking people. Can you imagine booking a week worth? And I used to book one week at a time only. So the amount of time that that consumed, it was like unrealistic. So when I started working here in the shop, I just was like, I want to, again, the more you grow, Mm -hmm. um, you want to be you. You want people to see that growth, and along just the same thing. Like as I'm growing, I want my clients to grow with me. And if they're at a point that they can't grow anymore, that it's becoming too much, then thank you so much for the support. Love you, but on to the next. You know. Yeah. Um. So a lot of it is I've I've come up with my schedule and my agenda according to my lifestyle. So mm-hmm. if I know an example, I do a full time job in the salon. I do a full-time house call mm-hmm. um, schedule. Mm-hmm. I have a full-time cancellation list mm-hmm. that mixes in with a surcharge fee appointment. So those are for people who can't get into my schedule and pay an additional 50% to get into the schedule. Yeah. And then aside from all that scheduling stuff, I'm doing photo shoots. Yeah. I'm doing like, I, I get it, like I'm doing a lot of education in between that. Like yeah. it's always something. So when I'm saying that like, when people are like, do you have a social life? Do you have this? I'm like, no, my full-time like existence yeah. is here. Yeah. Um, and again, it doesn't bother me because I, I am obsessed with my career. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it isn't a burden, but it's also like the schedule. Again, I book once a month, every 20th because it works for me. So I basically schedule, um, all my personal activities or any photo shoots or anything I have for the month. So an example, we're in May. So for June, I would block off all the personal days I need, all the events, all the photo shoots, all the stuff, and whatever is left is what I open up in my regular schedule. And then at 10 a.m. on the 20th, people would book it. Mm -hmm. Now, the problem is is that people don't like to read. Yeah. Right? People don't like to read. There is a lot to read, guys. You got to read. Yes. And and, and the thing is that, like, we're we're in a day and age where everybody wants everything quicker, faster, and now. you should create, like, a YouTube video. (laughs) Well, it's funny because it's so sad. Like, I thought it was only me. I thought that, like, for a long time, like, maybe I wasn't running it accordingly. Maybe I was too wordy on my social media. Maybe it was whatever. And I came to realize that it was across the board, you know? Like, a lot of stylists complain about clients, but clients complain about stylists, and it's a never-ending thing, you know? Like, um, I can't... It has, you have to meet me halfway. Like I'm putting all the information there. So when you show up, it's a flawless appointment. If you come prepared exactly the way you're supposed to for an appointment, you are sitting down, you're going to get the best service ever. And that's how a reoccurring appointment happens. And you get an amazing experience, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't happen if you don't come prepared. And again, like if I'm booking by appointment and you're not bringing the right thing, now we're being delayed. Now we're running according. And a lot of the people that sit in my chair, I I just respect my clients to the Mm -hmm. fullest. I don't ever want you to sit in my chair and feel like it's, you know, I've gotten used to you. No, I want you to feel like it's the first time you're coming to my chair. You know, we're going to laugh, we're going to giggle, but you're going to come out flawless. Mm -hmm. And if there's something you don't like, I want you to be honest and tell me so we can adjust it. There's no point of you paying something and then walking out. You know what I mean? Um, 
And I think that because of the wide range of services I offer, if I was just braiding, then I could run my schedule a certain way. If I was just coloring, then I could run my schedule a certain way. But it's very hard when I start my day off and my day's 11 and 10. And then at 11 a.m., it starts off with I'm doing a color. Then I'm going into dreadlock twisting. Then I'm putting in extensions. And then I'm doing another braid. And then I'm just blow drying. (laughs) You never, like, exactly. So having a schedule helps so much as a stylist, Mm -hmm. um, especially when people follow rules, because then I can plan accordingly. You know what I mean? So scheduling is definitely, like, I think it's... The the core of your work. Yeah, it's the the core, (laughs) and it's definitely the biggest anxiety of my existence. I'm like scheduling i like have anxiety by the 19th i'm like here we go again the ticking time the ticking time bomb i was like you guys guys you guys have reminders and i have like the death watch i'm just like lord jesus yeah and like you have to deposit when you book yeah because you need to show that (laughs) that you are committed yeah and showing up to your service i'm sure you also implemented that because you had a lot of like so this is another thing like i think that again the stylist and verse like client like negative like notions all the time that happen right so for me i'm like i again i want to respect my clients and i want to treat them a certain way but in order i don't like being disrespected and i don't like being mistreated um and in order for things to go smoothly it has to go both ways so an example like the deposits Mm -hmm. i hate doing deposits if it were up to me i wouldn't do them but it's the only thing that holds people accountable to coming and then i've had people straight up tell me like hey jaws i really just came because i made that deposit because otherwise the weather is like crappy outside i would have never came and i'm like okay cool and it's not fair because I have clients that literally will blow me up every single day. Like, Jaws, do you have an availability? Do you have an availability? Did I know that at the drop of a hat, like, they'd be here? So it's not fair yeah. if I have someone else who is not committed and isn't going to show up versus someone who I know will show up, yeah. you know? And that's why a lot of stylists also close their books off to, like, not taking any more clients. Why do you think yeah. that is, you know? It's like, it's the headache of it. Yeah. So it's I just, only one of you. Yep, it's only one of me. I'm literally running my entire brand. Yeah. My entire brand. I'm like, I get no help with it. I'm literally doing it all by myself. So when I say, like, be patient, please be patient. Be kind. Be kind. Use kind words. I got gotcha, y'all, but be kind. Uh, uh, speaking of your brand, so when mm-hmm. would you say, like, you were ready to separate from, like, oh, Jaws is braiding to, like, the buy Jaws logo and, like, the whole branding aspect of it? Um, when were you kind of ready to like kind of kick it up a notch and like create the overall brand for your work and your hair designs and like the, I know you have like some gear, yep. like bags and hats yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. Like when did you start that? Okay. So I started it right like about six months after graduating beauty school. Okay. Um, I think prior to beauty school, I, my self-esteem was really low mm-hmm. because coming from the hood and being a braider, there's that stigma. Right. Mm-hmm. And then. Nobody takes you serious because the the hair world is so different. There's so many different aspects to it and everybody has their own view to it and their acceptance and the politics and all that stuff. So um, once I went to beauty school, I just kept remembering like I would hear again, I came into school like a sponge, like just picking up on everything and just being a natural at it. Mm -hmm. And I would just hear girls under their breath. And like, I I remember specifically being like a a powwow session at school. And this girl was like, she's just a braider. Why are they giving her so much attention? And that was like fire under my ass because I was like, you're so mad. You were so mad. Well, they work at Delaria. They don't (laughs) even work there. They work at like Supercuts. No shade. But at, at the end of the day, it's just like, uh, or, or they don't work at all. It's it's crazy how, like, fast forward three years later, after mm-hmm. I've graduated, half the people I went to beauty school with, not just my class, yeah. beauty school with, aren't doing hair at all. Don't They don't it. even dabble yeah. in it. So a lot of the times people are figuring themselves out, which is great. Like, go to beauty school, and if it doesn't work for you, at least you know that it didn't. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, no shade to no one. But I... 
if I would have went to beauty school when I was younger, I would have never been serious about it. Like yeah. I was at the right place at the right time and yeah. I knew that I wanted it. Right. So pushing forward, um, I just remember all the negative comments and negative notions that came with like the stigma of being a braider. And like, if you're a braider, this is how you operate and this is what it is. And my objective was to be the most versatile stylist I could possibly be. And that no matter what challenge was thrown at me, I could be able to like at least hang. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think after I graduated from high school, I mean, I'm sorry, when I graduated beauty school, I remember all the girls were obsessed with going to Newberry Street yeah. and like the stigma that comes with like, I want to yeah. be in all these high-end areas yeah. because I want to be trained. And I was just like, I knew that I wanted to train and I wanted to be amazing, but I didn't want to compromise my personality and I knew yeah. that it would because it wasn't true to me. Mm -hmm. And again, this is no shade to nobody. Everybody's different. Exactly. Like for me personally, it was just not... I knew I wouldn't be able to, to it would break, it would have break, it would have broke or would have cracked like my soul. Like being mm -hmm. in, a, in an atmosphere like that, it just didn't work for me specifically. Um, so I got a little bit of training at this salon called um, Mitchell John mm -hmm. and they were amazing there. One of the, the um, lead cut, uh, cutter and the lead uh, colorists were actually a couple. They were married, okay. a married couple and they were amazing and they were who inspired me to like really get into color and cutting. Mm -hmm. um, and after that, I was just like, I want to just be in an atmosphere where I can learn. Mm -hmm. So um, in between shifting from that location to this location, I had this epiphany once and I was like, you know what? I want to do what nobody's done. Yeah. I was like, they say that braiders just do this. I was like, I'm going to show them like, and that's why I think that so much like not animosity, but so much like heat comes with like the scheduling and the booking. Cause people say it all the time when they come here, they're like, you know, not for nothing, Jaws, you're cool as hell, but like, yo, your, 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 your schedule is a little OD, like you force it, but then I get here and I understand why. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, it's the stigma that comes from it. So I wanted to change all that. And I remember having a, con a conversation with one of my old mentors in the transition of all these things. And they were just like, you know what? Like, if you're serious about this, Jaws, yeah. do the unthinkable, do what people haven't done, do what no braider is doing, at least in your area. Mm -hmm. Cause you got to make it in your hometown before you make it anywhere else. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's why it's such an honor now that people either a recognize my work or they're mm -hmm. like, Oh, you go to that girl by Jaws. Cause mm -hmm. I've, when I say blood, sweat and tears, I mean yeah. that thoroughly. Yeah. So in between that gasway, I was like, you know what? I'm getting a website. Fuck just uh, everybody gets booksy or yeah. like whatever. I was like, no, I'm getting my own website. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to set up my own scheduling and appointments. I was like, and I'm going to take what I learned in beauty school and learn from all these experiences and, and learn from all these experiences and I'm going to take it to the next level. Yeah. So I wanted to bring what I've learned professionally in salons mm -hmm. and take what I learned in the hood and mesh it together and just yeah. create this bomb like situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's awesome. I really like that you mentioned like there's a stigma for braiders because like sometimes like I feel like you'll just be like, oh, I'm getting my hair braided on the steps of yep. like so-and-so's house. Somebody stoops <laughs> like or like somebody's like, oh, I'm going into a shop. I'm going to a shop in the middle of the hood mm -hmm. and it's going to be, I'm going to have to wait like four or five hours mm -hmm. and this girl's going to be putting stuff in my hair and guess what? She's probably not licensed and yeah. she doesn't understand like, like hair care and my edges are gone now because of some braider. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's not true. Yeah. Like there's so many famous and, and like the stigma behind like, Oh, there's only one type of braider or there's mm -hmm. only one right way. Like there is that like, there's you're like we're we're not meant to be the same because we're meant to reach different people yeah you know what i mean so like if you don't like my work that doesn't mean like i don't take that personal because i'm maybe not meant for you and that's fine i'm not the stylist for you you're not the client for me on mm -hmm. to the next like there's definitely somebody out there for you so i think the the branding came with like wanting to solicify and put my foot down with like 
this is what it is. This is how we're going to take it to the next level. And now my clients can walk around like with pride mm -hmm. and not in a negative way, but they're like, no, my braider. So like now people don't even say braider. They're like, no, my stylist, yeah. like she's legit. Like she does this and, and I see them bragging, but like, you know, like they're, they're like, they're proud of me. Yeah. And they're also like honored that they're like, yo, no, she's legit. Like yeah. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. So it's been really dope. So that's what motivates me to do these events and do the, the advertising and, yeah. and all the apparel and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Cause it's, it's me having conversations with my clients, mm -hmm. hearing what they need and vice yeah. versa, hearing that and being like, all right, so cool. This is what we're going to create for the next like season. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. The way I discovered you, I used to work across the street at Northeastern and one of my student workers came in like her hair, her braids, she would get the full head of braids. Yeah. And I'm like, your hair looks amazing. And I'm thinking in my head, like she probably drove like three hours to get these things. <laughs> like they're flawless. And she's like, oh, thanks. I got them done across the street. And I was like, wait, convenient and popping? Like what? Let's go. <laughs> and then again, it takes us back to your Instagram page. Yep. And I was like following her, booking her. So yep. thank God that you were across the street. And nice. that, <laughs> that girl landed in my office. Um, but I like that you mentioned that you had a mentor that gave you a, some wise words. Yep. And I know that mentorship can play like such a strong role. Oh, like, it totally kind of does. Solidifying and like guiding you. Like, yeah. Um, like the sheep and the shepherd. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, yes. But I want to ask you, like, do you think that mentorship like can be very important and involving as a stylist? And like, do you currently mentor anyone? Yeah. Who is your mentor? So in terms of mentoring, mentoring is such a huge. It plays such a huge role. Mm -hmm. Such a huge role because. You can completely be trusting in someone mm -hmm. and them not having out there. They probably don't even have the full heart to like, like someone can completely be pouring into you. Mm -hmm. And then if they feel intimidated at any point, mm -hmm. they could be misleading you into the wrong direction and you're believing everything because you're trusting that person. Yeah. But also if you have an amazing mentor and they're like, listen, what you have doesn't intimidate me and I'm not phased by it. Like, I want to see you win because if you win, I win. Yeah. Like, that is the best form of it. Like, mm -hmm. there's so many different forms of mentoring, too. Um, I know in my experience, I've tried mentoring people. And one of the things that I've learned, at least in this society, is that not everyone's disciplined and not everybody has consistency. Mm -hmm. And I, if there's one word that I have to tell people, like, listen, what got me through and what got me to where I am is consistency. No matter... Mm -hmm how the ups and downs are, you have to remain consistent. Yeah. Um, Cause then people see that you're not going anywhere. And then they're like, they may not like you, but they respect it. Mm -hmm. um, and like, at least what meant, like I've mentored a few, I think about eight people in the last three years mm -hmm. and people start off and then maybe like a few weeks in they're like, Jaws, I bit more than I can chew. I can't handle this. Yeah. Cause they see how much they think they're gonna come in and they're gonna braid. I'm like, oh no, sweetie. Like you gotta learn how the business ran. You gotta yeah. learn how I approach my clients. You gotta learn how to prep in between clients because you're gonna be yeah. doing different things. Like, um, and it's either someone's overwhelmed or they realize, like, listen, I I thought I wanted this, but then yeah. I realized like it, I wasn't, my heart wasn't really in it. Yeah. And that's cool too. Again, I think that we go through different phases and different seasons. Yeah. And I think that sometimes we just have to try things to get it out of our system versus holding it in. And ten years later, you're like, I thought this Midlife was what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was what I wanted, and look what happened. So to each your own. But in terms of me mentoring people, that's kind of been the realm. So I haven't really been, I think in the last four months, I kind of closed myself off. I'm like, God, if there's someone out there that I'm supposed to mentor, you're going to you're gonna put them in my path, yeah. you know? Um, but in terms of me being mentored, I don't specifically have a mentor. I just have an amazing inner circle group. Mm -hmm. um, my spiritual mom, which is my, my spiritual mom from church, Nancy, yeah. her, my three best friends, Beyond Kaz, and... Um, 
uh, Jonathan, mm-hmm. and then I have my two my my two pastors, uh, Bebe and Junior. Mm-hmm. They're literally my my circle. Like they're the ones that I cry and scream mm-hmm. and vent and whine and all that stuff. Yeah. And they're the ones like, Jaws, are you done? All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Tuck in your skirt. Let's get it going. You know, like. They're my inner circle. And what I mean is like a mentor doesn't have to be just one person pouring into you and mm-hmm. wiping all your tears. Yeah. It, it literally can be, we need different people in our life. We need the person mm-hmm. um, at home who yeah. like it's, it's someone in your inner circle. We need the person in our spiritual life. We need yeah. somebody in our physical life. We need somebody yeah. in our emotional life. Um, and I think that God really places certain people in your life to help yeah. you get to where you're going. Nobody gets there alone. Um, so I've been really grateful for my inner tribe. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of, um, the only form of mentoring that I can honestly say that I'm receiving in, in a way that like I'm being poured into, but I'm also being challenged to, um, I would say is at my job, mm-hmm. like at my job, I work with 17 other people. If I had yeah. to put it in one word, I've never seen a salon like this. Um, we literally have a little bit of everything. Like when I say diversity, I don't know any salon in Massachusetts that's this diverse. Like yeah. we have 17 people. We have people from different backgrounds, people from different races, people from, from different sex, like all different types of things. And I'm like, and it's so dope because you have an awakeness mm-hmm. and you have such a vulnerability and appreciation for people and humans. Yeah. Um, and it's, you're not looking at gender, you're not looking at religion, you're not looking at race anymore, you're literally just looking at people, and you yeah. can pour into people, and as a hairdresser, be able to reflect that back. Yeah. So I'm glad that I work with the people I do, because they, they're from all different, as I say, it's so diverse, that they give you a different perspective on it. Yeah. Um, and then I have two specific people that I learn a lot from. Mm-hmm. So one of them is, um, I usually call her my partner in crime, which is Poe, and mm-hmm. she's like amazing at what she does, yeah. and she challenges me, but she also like, puts fire into my ass and be like, yo, you got to work on this. But then she also inspires me. And then I have um, my other coworker, um, who's also my manager, Kathleen. She's like a master colorist. She's dope yeah. as hell. Like whenever I get stuck with color, I'm like, cat, I yeah. need you. So a- again, if it's not my inner circle outside of work, it's definitely my yeah. work family. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so surround yourself around the people that are going to pour into you. Yeah. Um, and if they're not, then... Don't surround yourself. Around. Move on. Yeah, on to the next. <laughs> well, you're definitely surrounded by like a gang of marvelous. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And, and I'm very precautious about the people I do surround myself around, right? Because, um, like I said before, like everything is a you're gonna go through ups and downs. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have moments where you might not be feeling a situation or a certain someone or whatever the case may be, but you got to stay level-headed. And again, the reason it's so important to have different people within your tribe is because there's always going to be one of them that's going to see exactly what you're going through and knows you enough to just be able to pull you out of that hole, you know? Yeah. I like that. Um, I kind of wanted to switch gears because we were talking about, like, your hair art and your show. Yes. And your, your shoots. Um, and I, when I was like kind of planning how we could take this, I just want to let, give you the floor to talk about it. Yeah. Cause you, I, on social media, you'll be like on set, on set. And I'm like, what is she doing? This is so cool. <laughs> and when I show people your Instagram, I'm like, no, yeah, she did these braids. They're all right. But look at this. <laughs> She's like, uh, take it to the next level. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Um, yeah. So, okay. So again, I think that the more you're in an industry, the more you evolve and you mm-hmm. want to kind of like, how can I, okay, I did this. Like, yeah. what's next? What's next? Um, I went from a braider to a full-on, you know, hairdresser. And now I think that I've been more in the phase of being more of a hair artist. Yes. And I think that a lot of it is like, all right, braiding is cool, but everybody does it. Like, well, how can I put my signature touch to it? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how I'm approaching everything in terms of hair in my career right now. Um, 
And how can I do, like, I, I always look at a situation, and this comes from dancing. Like, when I used to battle as a dancer, I used to always look like, okay, what is it that they're not doing? And then you outdo it with that, and you counteract. So it's the same thing. I approach yeah. the same way with hair. Like, I'm like, okay, um, what is it being done in the industry? What is it being said? Like, what is it being done, like, um, creative-wise? And then I try to approach it, whether it's a fail or not fail, because it doesn't always hit. But, like, I just try to approach it that way. Um so in terms of like creativeness, I'm always, if someone has a great idea and I'm eye to eye with them in terms of like, all right, we're serious about this. We're both consistent and we want to make it happen. Then I work. I don't work with just anybody anymore. I think when you first start, you're just trying to get yourself out there and you try to branch out as much as you can. I don't just work with anyone anymore. I've had a lot of time wasted. I've had a lot of photographers be like, I got this bomb ass like photo shoot for you. And then the photos don't even come out. You never even hear from the photographer again. Oh, like. Or it's every girl thinks they're a model now because of Instagram. And then I'm like, what happened? Like, it's just, there's a lot of trial and error. So I have, again, I have my inner circle of like really good, like people that I work with. Mm -hmm. And I've, I always say, if you put good things out there, good things will come back. Mm -hmm. And it's just been that cycle. So, um, again, I love being in the shop because in the shop I can do my day to day thing and I have Mm -hmm. clients that get creative. But then when I do these photo shoots, I can show a different aesthetic. So I don't think people are so used to seeing me doing more of the glamorous, fancy, or the bridal stuff, or like the editorial stuff. So I've definitely been transitioning more of like being a hair artist slash editorial stylist. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's been really, really fun for me because I'm finding areas in my own career that I'm like, I didn't even know I was possible, like capable of that, or I didn't even know I I was that good at this. So I'm also challenging myself and finding myself in a different way. Yeah, because those pictures literally, I'm like, whoa, this is some Vogue yeah, shit right yeah, yeah. now, not to call your work. Yeah. I'm like, this is legit. The baby hair. Yeah. Guys, you need to go to her page <laughs> and check out the baby hairs. Like, this is, this is So actually, in terms of like, it's so speaking of like, going back to the mentorship, I actually have a really good friend. Mm-hmm. She's, if I had to say like an actual mentor mentor, mm-hmm. um, in terms of like my career right now, um, in terms of my career right now, um, I would say I have a really good friend named Lori, uh-huh. and she's actually amazing. I've learned so much. Like, a lot of those dope, dope photo shoots you see me doing has been with her. Like, now when I go to other photo shoots and people know of her, they're like, I can tell you've been doing shoots with her. Because, like, yeah. the way she approaches it, the yeah. way she plans for her shoots, like, the cor- like how she coordinates for them, like, everything to a T is planned. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it's amazing because I'm like oh, this is dope. Before I used to go to a photo shoot and it'd be like four or five hours in, with her, a whole shoot gets done in an hour. Wow. You know what I mean? And then her husband's a photo uh, photographer as well. Um, so it's a bomb team. Like sometimes it's just us three and we do the whole entire set together. So I've just learned to be more versatile and be more open to getting things done. Definitely. Yeah. Wow. She sounds like a superwoman. No, um, she definitely is. <laughs> She's amazing. Like, like, if I'm impressed, if there's someone that currently in, in my life that is, like, making, like, a shocking, like, impression on me that I'm, like, I'm never, like, in a doll with, yeah. it's definitely her. Like, she's a full-time designer, mm-hmm. but she's also an amazing hairdress- um, makeup artist. She does hair. Like, she dabbles with hair and stuff like that. She, mm-hmm. She'll tell you she doesn't, but she totally does. Yeah. Um, she's, like, a retoucher. She could do all, like, the editorial and editing stuff. She also dabbles with photography. Like, and she's... She's like a, a jack of all trades. Like she literally will see something and she's such a visual learner. She'll just be like, oh, we can make it this and this and that. And I'm like, you've never done that before. You just figured it out. Wow. Yeah. So it's one of those like, okay, I'm always inspired when I'm around her. Yeah. 
That's really nice. That's nice yeah. energy to have. Yeah. Um, I wanted to kind of talk about, you were talking about like your shop is diverse. I kind of wanted to talk about, and I think this is what makes like you as a stylist special as well, is yeah. like the diversity that like comes through your chair. Like you yeah. do a little bit of everything. Like I think the last time I came to my appointment, I was like, so it's Coachella season. Like tell me. And you're like, oh girl, you, we can't even go there right yep. now. <laughs> I'm like, uh, depending the season, depending the holiday, depending like, it, it depends on so many different things, right? So um, again, the more you know, there, there's more, right? Yeah. More equals more. So in my chair, I have all types of backgrounds that come. Mm -hmm. You know, I do specialize in natural hair. So yeah. I definitely do have a wide, you know, um, African-American, Hispanic type of mm -hmm. like uh, clientele. But I do get everything else. So it's yeah. funny because a lot of the photo shoots I do, I do a lot of Caucasian girls or Asian yeah. girls. So like, it's amazing to be able to post all that because we were like, oh, she doesn't just slay with one texture. She can like, exactly. she, get, she, get, she, she gets her hands wet, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's been really cool. But as a stylist myself, like, I'm Puerto Rican, and, mm -hmm. like, I'm pale as hell. Like, you can see my veins in my yeah. face and my hands. Um, so when people come in, they don't, especially if you've, you've never seen me, I don't really post selfies of me on my yeah. social media or anything. So when people come in, they're super shocked. Like, you yeah. either get the people who are, like, they're just happy they're coming to see by Jaws, <laughs> or people are like, oh, I didn't know you looked like that. Because they're quick to be like, I thought I was coming to see some black girl, yeah. you know, or... I thought it was going to be some super edgy person. And I was like, you look like Simple Jane. And I'm oh. like, no, I, listen, I look simple because all my energy is like put out onto <laughs> you guys. Fingers. It's put out on the fingers. <laughs> I can't control wrist. it. Yes. I was like, I can't control it as a human being. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a lot of it, I, I, I really appreciate the diversity that comes through my chair, uh, because everyone has a different story. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I get to talk about spirituality with some of my clients. I get mm -hmm. to talk about, hey, girl, who are you slaying today? Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Like, every every conversation is different. You're helping people in different ways. Um, I think that some people come in and they're standoffish, and a couple appointments in, they're like, you can't get them to quiet down. They're like an yeah. open book. Um, and all of it is great, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, again, it's what keeps me, I think the best part about being behind the chair is helping people. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. the diversity that comes with that is amazing because as a Spanish girl, you're used to Spanish people and how Spanish people do things. Yeah. And it's kind of cool, like learning from Spanish everybody else. Salons. Yeah, and the Spanish salon. I don't know y'all been to a no. Dominican salon. Skip. <laughs> Skip. And it's great. Again, no shade. But it's like, I'm not doing two, Tuesday or Wednesday specials Special. for $25, a Rolo set, wash and blow dry. And I still got to wait six hours to get to you. Yeah. And like, it is just ridiculous. So again, I rather run my business differently. Mm -hmm. Um... And people may not like it at first, but they respect it by the time they come yeah. in. They're like, you know what? I hated you for months because I was trying to get in your schedule. But then once I did, I was like, girl, I get it. You don't even yeah. have to say anything. I get it, you know? Yeah. So, and I can definitely attest to, like, for someone who, like, has, a, not air quoted, because I don't like to, like, fluff stuff too yeah, much, yeah. but, like, the celebrity, Boston local celebrity, like, huge following, yeah. like, crazy client, um, high demand, like, you would expect, like, to come in here and be, like, by Joss is going to be stuck up and be, like, yeah. a bitch to you, okay? Yeah. Like, you, from, like, how they call it, the highlight reel yeah. of social media, mm -hmm. you'd be like, oh, my gosh, she's going to, like, freaking rip off my hair and be so mean to me and nick <laughs> well, my money everyone, out my hand. Honestly, everyone already <laughs> thinks, like, I get this more nine out of ten times. I get it that, like, people come in and they're like, um... So based off your social media and how you talk <laughs> on social media and there's no photos of you, I thought you were like a complete bitch and I thought you were mean and rude. But then I come in and you're like the most like, like you're like the girl next door. And I just, if I have to be a hundred percent honest, I think that a lot of it is that, that 
I don't like anybody who's humble won't say they're humble, right? Yeah. So like for me, I think a lot of it that keeps me grounded is I'll never forget my beginnings. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget being in the hood, working mm-hmm. my first two months in a hood shop, mm-hmm. and nobody wanting to sit in my chair because I was the token light skinned girl that could do black hair. Yeah. I'll never forget that was like traumatizing for me because I yeah. was like, oh my god, I could do this. I swear Come I can. On. I was to the point that I'm like, I'll do your hair for free just to prove to you that I can do this. You know they what I mean? They were scared they were gonna look like the Pinterest. And imagine, yeah, <laughs> like what, I, like asked what I asked for versus what I got, and like, and what it was, and, and it was heartbreaking. Imagine you going into work. I even started going to work at five, six in the morning just in case like people that were on their way to work or like were up and going early would just see the shop open and would get motivated enough to come in and I'd be there till 10, 12 o'clock at night. Like every day, I'm not exaggerating, two months straight, not one person sat in my chair. I'll never forget that. And I'm like, it could be 20 years from now. And I think that when that cockiness could be kicking in or when that like I got it and I made it, um... I'll always remember that even now when I get really frustrated because things don't go my way or like I really worked hard for this like why isn't it working Mm -hmm. I'm like Jaws a few years back like nobody sat in your chair yeah nobody said just based off how you looked like like you're already breaking you're you're doing groundbreaking things by going into this industry boldly and still doing it and not giving a damn but making sure you're on point so it's the reason why I have to make sure I come 10 times more correct right Mm -hmm. because it could be me versus somebody else and that person could do five people bad and five people good. And they'd be like, it's cool. It's fine. But then because of my appearance and how I look like, they'd be like, oh, she messed up one person. Nah, she's whack. I told y'all, y'all had no business going to her. She doesn't have your texture. She don't know how to do your hair. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have to come 10 times more correct, 10 times more educated. And, and it's it just, it comes with the job title, right? Yeah. So, it is what it is. Yeah. But in terms of that, definitely, definitely, I think that what keeps me grounded, I'm like, even with the athletes and even with the celebrities, like it's really homey. Like we don't talk about the sport and I keep their lives very private. Like sometimes people think I take that one photo and that was the first and only time I did their hair and I do their hair on a regular, I do a lot of their family members hair and you never see me mentioning it. I think that there's a level of privacy you still have to carry. Um, And I think that that's where a lot of hairdressers or people in the beauty industry don't understand. Like there has to be a balance between business Mm -hmm. and being a hairdresser, right? Because you start crossing over and you don't know your limits and then the professionalism goes out the way. So you could be super talented and lack business ethics and fail and never make it to where you're going because you don't know how to conduct yourself. You know what I mean? Preach, girl. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> long story short, yeah. Like, I, I'm grateful and I'm honored and I thank God all the time for putting me in the positions that he has because mm-hmm. it's him and him alone. But um, I I have to have those moments with myself where I recheck myself. Like, I'm human. Like, yeah. we deal with stuff and it is what it is. But, yeah. 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 So, y'all, her chair is really nice and cozy. And <laughs> she's really nice and she calls you love, which makes you feel even more at home. Yeah. So- <laughs> No, really, she's a shit. I'm so. like, what's up, Lem? How are you? What are we gonna do? Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about um, kind of you kind of touched on this, like how you best create boundaries and like carve out time for yourself, whether it be like rest, self care, like mm-hmm. today I'm going to church or today I'm yep. going to family, or like even personal development. Yes. So okay, so definitely my number one thing is I don't work Wednesdays and Sundays. Um, being because Wednesdays and Sundays are my church days and I don't compromise that for anyone. Mm-hmm. If I do, I'll murder someone in the midst of the week. Like I'm like, Lord Jesus, I had to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, that mental and spiritual, um, piece, I need it mm-hmm. for the amount of high volume of clientele and like, um, headaches I have to go through during the week. I need that level of like san- sanity, mm-hmm. <laughs> at least for myself. Um, and then in terms of like, um, 
like development and educational and stuff like that, I do a self-evaluation every four and a half months. Uh-huh. So I always look at what am I doing? What am I not doing? What have I been doing too much of? And what do I have to do better on? Um, like I'm currently um, starting to start training with my coworker, Bo, like to learn how to do better men's cuts. Mm-hmm. Men's cuts is one of those things that like it's the one thing I don't really focus on mm-hmm. um, in terms of hair. Um, and she's phenomenal at it. So if and I think she's one of the best here in Mass, hands mm-hmm. down. So I'm like, if I'm gonna learn, I'm gonna learn from the source. So I, she's one of the people that I'm locally like starting to learn from and stuff like that. Um, and then when I want to take styling classes or whatever else, I'll go somewhere else and take the classes. Um, and then for myself, my 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 time alone, my self care time. I'll be honest with you, my some most people have a beautiful like balance of life and personal life mm-hmm. balance i don't mm-hmm. um 90 is work 10 is my personal life which compensates because i'm always i either get sick or i have physical withdrawals and stuff like that which isn't healthy um but i get better at it every single month mm-hmm. and i think that a lot of it has to do with me running my own brand by myself once i get to a point god willing that i have more staff and i have people to help me and assistance then i think things are easier yeah um But I think that what keeps balance is um, sticking true to my guns. Mm -hmm. Like, even with my regulars, like you said, like everyone who sits in my chair feels super loved. Mm -hmm. So when I, coming from a spiritual background, I've always just been taught, like, if you approach people with love, even if they don't like what you're saying, they'll respect you for it. Um, And I think that even when my clients come in and they're not prepared, and even regulars who come in all the time and are super on point, but they're like, I just forgot the hair and I did this. And I'm like, I'll, I'll sit with them and I'll be like, you know what the rules are. I love you to death. Listen, if I had a hair pack in the back, we'd be using it. Mm-hmm. But at this point, you know the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I could do something. And because they're regulars or whatever the case may be, if I have a cancellation or I know that I can stay a little bit later, whatever, I'll be like, if you go do this, I'll see what I can do for you at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. Or how can we do this? But in that moment, we can't take you because of whatever it is. And yeah. I think, again, clients are like, no, you're completely right. I know that you couldn't. And because I didn't just snap on them like, you know, and this, that. Yeah. I don't like to be disrespected, so I don't do that to my clients. And yeah. I think that you don't want to look stupid in front of a whole salon, neither. I'm not going to cause a scene. Yeah. So it's just talking to them, you know, meeting them where they're at and, and setting that boundary, you know? So yeah. I think that when you hold yourself overall, mm-hmm. when you respect yourself and you hold yourself to certain standards and morals, then that projects across the board, no matter what you're dealing with, right? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I kind of wanted to touch up on how would you define a glow up and do you believe that your growth as by jaws has been a part of your glow up? Hell yeah. <laughs> Listen, so um, someone asked me that a few weeks ago. Really? And yeah, they were just like... I sent them. No, I'm kidding. No, no, she was <laughs> like, I sent them and I told them to start picking your... No, someone basically asked me the other day, like, how do you define the success, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that glow up is the, the same exact thing, right? Like, yeah. how do you define your success or just the success in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to like taking everything I've learned from dance and putting it into hair, one of the biggest lessons I learned as a hip hop head was hip hop basically means taking nothing and making it something. Mm-hmm. That's literally what hip hop is. It's like how everything came about, the swag, the music, everything. Mm-hmm. A bunch of kids just playing around and look at what it is today, right? Yeah. So when I think about a glow up or I think about a success, it's taking nothing and making it something. And at the end of the day, you're like, I literally took nothing and made it something, right? So five years ago, I was working miserably in a four by four quarter office doing foreign exchanges for a company. Oh, thrilling. And (laughs) yes, working nine to five, and I thought I made it. Mm -hmm. 
10 years ago, I was working as a hair, uh, as a, I'm sorry, as a, um, a dancer. And although it was my first passion and I loved it, I was working for someone else. Mm-hmm. This is the first time in my life, fast forward 10 years later, that I'm working for myself. Mm-hmm. I have my own brand. I have my own apparel. I have my own br- products starting up. I have my own events forming. Like, what I have has been a product of, like, I went from Jaws to by Jaws. So the way I look at by Jaws is that it's a book. Mm-hmm. And it's my life. Yeah. And I'm just adding chapters to it as I grow up. So your glow up needs to be you taking what you feel dear to your heart. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they come as a blessing in disguise mm-hmm. and taking that on and taking it to the next level. Yeah. And I think that you literally have to listen to your spirit in your soul a lot of the times we block that off because of life and bills and all that stuff but if you know you have a passion for something Mm -hmm. and you're really serious about it you can make that shit happen like you can make that happen i've seen people take literally the smallest things that you're like what what the hell are you gonna do with that and they literally make something dope out of it and you're like yo she really took that and she's not playing like it's so honoring in that sense so if you're gonna glow up you need to glow all the hell up Okay. I was going to ask you for a glow up tip, but I think you just like murdered that. Wait, if I have to say glow up tip, I, again, glow up tip, resilience. That is my glow up tip. I like that. Resilience. Like yeah. if you are bold, again, come from a loving place, but if you are bold mm-hmm. and, and ambitious about what you're going to do, nobody, like there's nothing that'll get in your way. Again, this, I, I've been doing this whole event. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I organized the entire event on my own. Yeah. Luckily, again, I had one of my coworkers who works with me and had a few connections with like helping me find a location, whatever the case may be. Or like I've been fortunate enough that a lot of people follow me and they're like, oh, it's like, how can I help? So I've been able to get volunteers and stuff okay. like that. But to organize an entire event and then also run a brand mm-hmm. and also do a whole in-shop schedule, like to be able to do what I do, I just feel like in, in the most humblest way I say it, mm-hmm. like, I always say my strength comes from God because in order for me to be able to do all that, I have to have a level of focus. I have to I have to have a level of focus to be able to surpass that. So yeah. resilience is the biggest thing. It's like yeah, you could sleep an extra hour, mm-hmm. or you could do something in that hour that's gonna get you the views and the blow up that you need in order to be able to do something four years from now. Okay. You know. So if there's a tip, I say resilience. Yeah, that was that was great. I always get blown away with all the glow tips. Like, I'm like, wow, I thought they were just going to say, like, let's drink water and eat it. Oh my gosh. Listen, I have like, I, I, I have so like many awesome. healthy freaks that sit in my chair and I say healthy freaks in a kind way. I'm yeah. like, they're so about it. I'm like, listen, you're making me feel self-conscious right now, <laughs> whatever, whatever. But they're quick to be like, oh, water and a good treatment and this. Yeah. And I'm like, no, a lot Go of it her. is, it, a lot of it is if you're not, it, the, the higher you go, the lonelier it is. So if you don't deal with your internal situations, you're always going to be like in that backfire where you're going to be like, oh, 10 steps back. Why did I get here? So you have to be resilient with everything you do. Like if you're going to deal with your own crap and your stuff that are going down internally in order for you to be able to make that next move and not feel intimidated by the people around you or where you're going, mm-hmm. you know, like there's doors aren't going to open for you if you're not prepared for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I feel that. Um, so we're pretty much close to wrapping up. Cool. I wanted to give you a little flex moment. Yes. Uh. <laughs> so I know you have, like we said, like some famous clients. So can you share with us? Like, um, I know you did the Marcus Smart Shamrock. Yes, that yes, was yes, like yes, all yes. over the place. I, my boyfriend was watching the game. He's like, Elizabeth, cop your braider. They're zooming <laughs> into her work. And I'm like, I'm about to shop. What? I'll it's like, that was my rating. I'm like, oh, I saw that Instagram. I know, I have a client, a few clients that are there, specifically one. He's like, I got my hair braided by her too. I got my I was like, whatever, dude. 
Um, so yeah, if you could just share like some of your experiences just real quick. And then also, um, any exciting projects you have coming up this year, this summer, this yeah. month? Yes. <laughs> um, so in terms of um, clients, I'm going to do my best to remember. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I've done, I've, I've done pretty much a sprinkle of a couple of the athletes in each, um, athlete department we have here in Boston, mm-hmm. except for the Bruins. Mm-hmm. So I've done, uh, Devin Marrero from the Red Sox. I've done Mookie Betts cousin. Yeah. I've done, and I do a lot of the family members for awesome. sure. Um, I've done, um, Marcus Smart, as everyone knows, before I did the Shamrock on him, I did it on Gerald Green. He mm-hmm. was the original person I did it on. Yeah. Um, I've done Kyrie Irvin. I've done, um, what's his name? Um, Aaron Bynes, or Baines. I've done his wife. I've done a bunch of the NFL Patriots players. I've done, uh, what's his name? Danny, Mar- um, D- uh, Danny Shelton. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian King. This is like a quiz. <laughs> yeah, like, I know, because it, it, it's also like, wow, Jaws, you've actually done a lot of people. Yeah. I'm like, I, I get brain fried. I really do. Um, Janine Grisson, amazing dude. Um, I've done, who else? Um, the Mayos. What's his name? Um, Gerard Mayo. Yeah, Gerard Mayo. I've done his wife, amazing woman, and her kids. I've done their family. Like I've done a bunch of people. I know I'm missing a few. I'm definitely missing a few. Um, and then I done I've done Ray Schrimmer. I've done both of the artists on that team. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of them. That's awesome. But those are the ones I can remember. I'm not gonna lie. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah. So I've been blessed. And again, a lot of these guys are amazing. They're really nice, really cool. You come in, you do your work, you leave, and um, they've been consistent throughout. And again, a lot of their family members also come to me. So that's been cool too. And it's. It's reoccurring in the sense of like, if you do good work, word of mouth is a serious thing, you know? Um, so yeah, in terms of that, that's, that, that's been the, the list. But um, in terms of project, I have a lot of projects. Yeah. But I always do tell people, I'm like, I never speak about something unless it's 90% done. Yeah. Why? Because I feel that the, reason, the way I build my, my brand is that whatever I say comes to life. So if I, I don't ever want to be that stylist, it's like, I'm doing this and doing that. And like a year later, they're like, what the hell happened? happened. So I definitely have a lot of secret spy like uh, projects I'm working on mm-hmm. that I can't really speak on just yet. Okay, but I do. Yeah, stay tuned for that. But um, in terms of like um, projects I can't speak of, I currently have an oil that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have a year round oil just called Oil Eyes. Mm-hmm. But then I started realizing, although we have bipolar weather, we do have an oil um we do have four seasons. Yeah. So I wanted to focus on the seasons and what comes with the seasons, whether it's mm-hmm. too humid or too dry or whatever. So yeah. currently I'm selling my verano, which means mm-hmm. uh, sp- uh, summer in Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's current uh, the current oil. But I'm also in the process of taking it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to be adjusting my website. I'm co-existing um, a type of brand with another partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to start doing customized oils. Yeah. So you'll be able to go on my website or that website and yeah. uh, do a full-on survey. And within 48 hours, we give you a list of the oils that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and we send you a sample one. If you like it, then you can order two-ounce bottles or four-ounce bottles. That's so awesome. it's very personalized so that you're like, my hair is dry and you can upload photos too. My hair is so dry. Yep, and you can... <laughs> I'm having like, <laughs> Yeah, no, and it's really cool because, again, people try to sell you all these oils and tell you what you need. Mm-hmm. But by having this personalized one, like, it's amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um... 
So that's one of the projects I'm working on. Another project I have is I'm currently doing this event every four months called uh, Artistry Affair. Mm -hmm. And it's basically a mingling and networking event for anybody within the beauty industry or an enthusiast or somebody who just likes beauty. Um, And they can come and just mingle, network. Um, There's always going to be like showcasers, classes, different things just for our community um, and to start building it because we don't have anything like that. And I think that there's so much separation within the politics of beauty. So this is a good way to connect people. Um, and yeah, and I have little adjustments that are happening within my schedule, um, that I can't talk about just yet, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, but in terms of that, I have a lot of the products and a lot of classes coming up and stuff like that. Just like, again, I listen to a lot of the need within my clientele Mm -hmm. and I try to create something along those lines. And then lastly, um, the last thing I'm working on is called a uh, curl care package. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a starter kit for anybody who's going curly or transitioning into curly. Yeah. And it's literally everything you need in order to start your curly journey. Yeah. So it has like your bonnet, it has the specific combs you need, the oils, it has a breakdown of like the scarves and like a microfiber towel, microfiber yeah. headband, oh like God. a pick, a traveling kit that you I like a traveling little kit. Yeah, everyone's like, I'm obsessed. So I'm leashing, um, I'm releasing 20 um, special edition ones at my event June 2nd on Sunday. And um, the next batch won't come in until July 1st. So this is like a special edition. First time, uh, it's going to be $50 for the package. And then once July comes, it's a whole different ballgame. So yeah, so just doing little things for the community, for the need, for the clientele and all those different things. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. And again, everyone, please take in consideration. I'm doing this by myself, so please have patience. I'm like, listen, if there's anyone out there that wants to be my personal assistant, (laughs) holler at me because it's a lot of work. Slide in her DMs. Slide in my DMs. Speaking of DMs, so I'm sure by this point everyone knows where to find you. But if you just want to throw your handles out there so people can find you online. Yes, yes, yes. So I have um, a Facebook page. It's just called by Joss Dash Boston Braider. Um, And then I have my Instagram, which is where you can find me the most. Um, It's by Joss, B-Y-J-A-W-Z, all one word. And then finally, um, you can always email me too, which is byjaws at yahoo.com. And definitely remember it's with a Z, not an S. A lot of people get it messed up. So then they're like, I sent it to you. I'm like, no, the hell you didn't. But yeah. And that'll be it. Yeah. That'll be it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. (laughs) She's like, we did it. We did it. Um, she literally is about to do, what are you about to do? Three clients tonight? Yes. I'm about to be doing, uh, three of my really good friends. Cause this is another thing guys. I don't always have time to do my friend's hair and I got to look out for them too. So doing three of my friends tonight, I'm doing some braids. I'm going to be doing a men's cut with a perm and then I'm doing a full on color. So three different services. I'll be here until like two in the morning, but it's fine. It's fine. Snoring it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna be good. All We're right, well, good. thank you so much for joining me. Like, I literally, yes. when I asked you, I was like, she's, she don't have time. What? No, I totally, like, you're amazing. No, 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 you're amazing. Um, again, we talk, like, we talk about everybody who sits in your chair, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's story is different. And I just loved yours. I love that you were like, you know what? I went to school for communications. I'm doing this. And like, I just never did anything with it. I'm going to do it now. And I'm like, no, you have to do it. I'm like, I was like the biggest cheerleader. I'm like, no, you have to do yeah, it. Like, start right now. Out. Like, you got to do this. So it was honestly, it was an honor for you to ask. Yeah. I was like, you know what? That's dope that like, if I support you, support me, I have to support you. Yeah. And I was like, this is really, really cool that you asked. I was like, I hell it. yeah. 
I love it. Yeah. So everybody check out Bye Jaws. Thank you for tuning in and we'll chat next time. Yes. Bye y'all. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Stop, Drop, and Glow podcast. Please be sure to share this episode with your friends and your loved ones. And don't forget to show some love by dropping a review and subscribing. Please find us on Instagram at Stop, Drop, and Glow podcast. See you next time. And remember, honey, the glow up is always real.